Good morning, good afternoon, whatever you want to call it, and welcome to Captain Cambino's Cabana. Live, Saturday, August 12th, 2023. We're back, another weekend. We made it. Uh, I fell asleep in my chair last night and woke up like in the middle of the night, and I was like, man, I can't keep doing this, but uh, and I was really tired. It's been, been a busy week, so uh, welcome back. Thank you for all who are listening uh, at some point, and I will be posting this later on YouTube because I am uh, uh, broke and can't afford to do this live. So, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm not broke, but I, I can't afford to do this live right now, but I'll, I'll get there someday. So, it's a beautiful day, uh, Saturday. I uh, hope everybody's having a great weekend. It's hot. Uh, it got really hot yesterday. And stay cool, everybody. So, yeah, here we are back at the cabana, just chilling. Uh, entertainment therapy, permission to come aboard. Still not a real captain, but, you know, I'll get there someday. So, I'd like to th say a quick thank you to our sponsor, one of our sponsors today, and that would be. Uh, uh, Master Cuts Lawn Service in Oxford, Mississippi. That's my buddy Blackwell, Chris Blackwell, and it's uh, Master Cuts Lawn and Landscape. Um, website is gomastercuts.com, and you can reach them at 662-607-7773. A service unlike any other. Trust me, they do phenomenal work. So uh, check them out today. You need your landscape and lawn um, done beautifully, and you want it done the right way, check out Master Cuts. So anyway, I uh, wanted to give a shout out to my friend there and um, best of luck. So it's, it's uh, back to school time, getting pretty close, or some people have gone back to school. I mean, like little like elementary schools, I guess, high schools. I don't know if high schools have started back or not, but that was one of the topics of today is uh, back to school, back to school movies. And uh, so that's um, one thing I love, one of my favorites is back to school stuff and um just the, the movies too, the eighties and nineties and you know, just, you can't, can't beat those days. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that shortly. And, uh, I wanted to, uh, quickly run down, uh, since it's, uh, technically football season, even though it is, um, preseason in the NFL, but I wanted to run down some, uh, recent NFL scores, um, for preseason. Um, uh, and again, preseason to me means nothing because it, it's, this is where the rookies get their chance to shine and you know to make the, get a spot on the roster so i wish them all the best of luck but it's um, regular seasons where it's where it counts so but this is um, this is where the rookies can prove themselves and you know just a precursor to the season so obviously preseason so <laughs> uh, thursday august 10th the houston texans beat the patriots 20 to 9 and the seahawks over the vikings 24 13. last night august 11th uh, the Lions took down the Giants 21-16. Steelers over the Buccaneers 27-17. The Packers beat the Bengals 36-19. Falcons over the Dolphins 19-3. Commanders defeated the Browns 17-15. And Denver loses to Arizona by 1, 18-17. Uh, the slate for today, right now in the first quarter, we've got the Bills and the Colts. Bills are up 7-0. Also in the first quarter, Titans and Bears tied at 7 other games today, we've got the Jets at the Panthers, 3 o'clock. The over-under the, the over is 35. Jaguars at Cowboys, 4 o'clock. The over-under is 37 and a half. Eagles at Ravens, 6 o'clock. The over-under is 35 and a half. Chargers at Rams, the Battle of L.A., <laughs> 8 o'clock. Over-under is 33 and a half. And tomorrow we've got two games, August 13th. Chiefs at the Saints at noon, over-under is 37.5. And the 49ers and Raiders uh, used to be across the bay from each other, 3 o'clock. The over-under is 35.5. So there's your NFL action over the weekend. And like I said, there's two weeks to go in preseason. College football starts August 26th. There's about eight games. I'm looking forward to the uh, Navy-Notre Dame and the uh, Vanderbilt-Hawaii game. It looks like Vanderbilt's trying to build a – a reputation or something by kicking off college football a week early ahead of everybody else. I don't know what. I don't know why, but they're playing Hawaii again. Last year, Mandy destroyed them out there in Hawaii. This year, it's in Nashville, so we'll see. Hey, at least it's football, right? So who cares? But uh, that opening song, by the way, is uh, "Breezing" by George Benson. Just a classic song right there. Good uh, laid-back music, popping open a cold one. 
Anyway, uh, here we are back at Captain Cambino's Cabana. Um, this is going to be the last podcast for a while. I'm going to shut down and start back up um, at a certain point in time. But uh, technically, this is the finale of season one. So yeah, I I um, I actually I did it. So this is 2023. So I did 23 episodes. Here we are. You know what the heck? We'll see what happens. But I'm going to take a little break after this one. So I'm going to make this one count. And I appreciate you listening, so um, we'll see what happens. But um, recently, uh, in the Memphis area, there's the FedEx St. Jude Golf Tournament. Uh, I had to, I experienced a little bit of that. There's a lot of people in town to see the golf tournament. So yesterday was a good day because it was really hot. So a lot of people showed up for that. Uh, I was actually right there by it, so I could see most of the most of the action, but not a lot of it. But um, it was it's cool, so it's good for the I guess it's good for the city, um, whatever. But you know, so that's going on. Um, other than that, I have no idea what else is going on in the city of Memphis. Don't care. So anyway, um, if you're looking for a good sports book betting app, check out FanDuel. That's what the captain uses. Um, it's very interactive, uh, user friendly. Also recommend Barstool Sports, their sports book. Um, and also there's BetMGM and Hard Rock. So there's some good uh, betting apps out there if you're looking for that. Dave Portnoy, my uh, idol, role model, so to speak, I would love to meet the guy sometime. I've mentioned him before. He bought back Barstool Sports this week. It only cost him a dollar because some reason Penn Media, who bought Barstool from Dave, uh, had a deal with ESPN. So I don't know what's going on if Barstool is going to be doing something with ESPN or not. I don't know. But, I mean, obviously Barstool Sports is the hottest thing going right now. I don't know if you got, any of you guys listen to the uh, Mean Girl pod. That is uh, 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 Jordan and uh, Alex, the two chicks that um, do this Mean Girl pod. They talk about dating, relationships, marriage, sex, all this stuff. Man, I saw it. I read somewhere too that you know one of the one of the girls, or I don't know if both do the same, but they make like seventy eight thousand dollars a month. All they do is talk about dating and sex and relationships. I'm like, you serious? I could do that. But again, they're on TV. They're hot, you know. So that's that's one thing. You know, I'm not. So <laughs> yeah. So who's going who's going to pay me for that, right? So I can talk about sex. I can look it up on the internet. And tell you everything you want to know. So. <laughs> Just kidding. But anyway, yeah, but I saw that $78,000 a month just to talk about dating and relationships. And, but Hey, I guess when you're hot and beautiful, you know, that's how the world works. Sex sells. So that's what they want. Sex appeal. They want it all. So, you know, what I remember too, this uh, just got me thinking, I used to, I used to be a manager, store manager of a movie gallery and, uh, it sucked. I hated it. And that's, I think a previous podcast I told you about, they tried to screw me over for $600 in uh, mileage money. But so I remember working there and had to hire, I was told to hire a couple girls, you know, here and there. And the manager actually said, hire one hottie, hire one girl that has sex appeal. He literally did. He told me that. That's probably why they're out of business. They just didn't give a shit, Uh, had no morals. But, you know, a lot of places do that. So he told me, he says, hire one girl that's hot. You got to have at least one with sex appeal. I was like, okay, you say so. And I did. I hired this one girl, um, blonde girl. She was, she was really cool. She was not a great person, you know, and we, we, you know, I haven't, I haven't talked to her, gosh, almost 20 years, but her name was uh, Liz Fair. And I think there is a musician, an artist out there named Liz Fair. And I, I mean, I remember seeing it. Uh, I used to work at Best Buy, um, and I used to work in media, so do movies, music, gaming, all that stuff. I used to manage all the inventory. Well, I remember seeing a section in the music section, um, an area, uh, and it, you know, they're all alphabetical by artist, and it said Liz Fair, but it was P-H-A-I-R. Well, her name, the girl from Ole Miss, was Liz Fair, F-A-I-R. So, yeah, difference, but I was like, that's pretty cool, you know. Um, what if it's the same girl, just change your name, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, anyway, I remember being told that, you know, like I said, sex sells, you know, hire somebody with sex appeal. But, you know, hey, that's what that's what the world wants. So let's go with it. But uh, by the way, let me um, also wanted to mention the captain is uh, very supportive 
of uh, all the troops. God bless all of our troops, servicemen and women fighting overseas, keeping us safe, keeping our country free. Thank God for all of you, all the servicemen and women. God bless you all. God bless your families. Come home safe. And um, we love you. We support you. God bless our uh, law enforcement, police officers, men and women. Thank you all for all you do. Uh, we support you. You know, you guys are going through the ringer right now, and it sucks. So uh, God bless all of you. Hang in there. We support you. All of our uh, first responders, uh, fire department, Coast Guard, all of you. Thank you for all that you do. Um, just hang in there and never give up. Keep fighting. And uh, the captain is a big advocate for the NRA, the National Rifle Association, and the Senate fight for the Second Amendment. So we cannot let that um, go away. So I'm a big advocate for that. And uh, if you don't like it, like I said, there's the door. So, or just stop listening. That's your call. So anyway, that's just, that's just how we feel. Everybody's got their own preference. I don't get political here. So that's the only thing I'm going to say is that uh, I'm, a, I'm a gun owner and I'm proud of it. So God bless America. Anyway, so back to uh, fake life, <laughs> but uh, back to the cabana. But yeah, uh, Dave, Bar Dave Portnoy bought back Barstool Sports. So that's, that, that's what's been going on. And I, I love listening to those guys. Those guys, they have so much content out there. It's insane. But uh, Dave Portnoy, I would love to work with that guy. So uh, who, who knows what could happen? Maybe, maybe someday. Um, maybe when I'm 60, you know, <laughs> but, um, anyway, uh, another thing about, you know, life, you know, like, uh, consequences. I watched a really good movie the other day, uh, with Michael Keaton and Nicole Kidman. It's called my life. And it was really good. Uh, you know, he had a lot of regrets or he had a lot of, uh, things he wasn't proud of, or he just, he was ashamed maybe. And he had to face some fears and he was dying of cancer in the movie, but his wife was expecting the first first child. So it's a lot to juggle. And I mean, Keaton's a phenomenal man. He's Batman, you know. So it was just a phenomenal movie, really. I enjoyed it. Great soundtrack. Um, and, you know, just... But it, it does hit. You know, family is everything. And um, tell your family you love them. You know, hug your brothers and sisters and be thankful for every moment you have. And I don't do that enough. Um, I'm not the, I'm not a great, I'm not a great brother. I'm not a great son a lot of times. And I, uh, that's on me. And, but I mean, you know, Hey, we live and learn, you know, and, but I'm just, I'm grateful that, you know, a lot of people out there didn't have a mother or father growing up. So, um, but life has consequences and, um, I mean, or life comes with consequences re regarding your decisions. And, you know, if you have, if you have trouble facing your past, you gotta you gotta find a way to get to it somehow, or, or even a way to get through it to face it, face it head on, and um, you know, and, and just make peace with it. So life, um, life is stranger than shit. You know, I mean, it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy world. You know, and you gotta do the best you can. But uh, and I know I mentioned this last week. You know about living your best life. I don't believe in that crap. You know, just live your life, live it. And just do the best you can. Living your best life, I'd be a millionaire, and I wouldn't be doing this right now. I tell you that. But I'd, I'd be doing something else. I'd be on a boat in the middle of between Sri Lanka and Australia or somewhere, and nobody would find me. And you know that's whatever. But I'm just saying that best life crap. Screw that. Um, live it. Live your life. Live it your way. And but again, everything you decide has consequences. Um, and everything you do is on you. You do it to yourself. And like I, I struggle uh, with the past. I struggle with uh, decisions I made in the past. I let it get to me, you know. And I just I, th I think about it too much. I dwell on it. But I get over it. But it takes time. I just I'm, I'm just weird that way, you know. We we all we're all wired differently, and we all think about things differently. We handle situations differently, and that's that's what makes us the human race. You know, deal with it the way the best way you feel you should deal with it or can deal with it but you got to make peace with it and move on um, make peace with your heart what's right and you know we're not perfect so um, we're going to make mistakes but it's how you learn from those mistakes and my goal is really just to get smarter uh, read more you know and just uh, stay healthy and live life and just see what happens you don't know what's around the corner you know um, 
I could fall down the stairs when I leave here and break my neck and that's it. But hey, you know what? That's how it's supposed to be. But, um, you know, life is stranger than shit. So you just got to deal with it. Um, but handle it in the best way possible, the best positive way possible. And, you know, get your house in order. The way things are going right now in the world, we have to get our house in order. We got to get our life in order. We got to make sure that, you know, you say your prayers just like, um, you know, say your prayers and believe and believe that God and Jesus Christ are going to take care of it. So, um, and that's what you, you, I mean, believe in what you want to believe as far as religion is concerned. But, you know, that's how, that's how I feel. So that's the captain's going to get that out there and make that clear. Uh, get your house in order, get your life in order, uh, pray and be thankful for every day we have because it's, it's, that's, you know, we're not going to get this again. So for, learn to forgive and forget too. That, that's another thing. Um, that's why, you know, recently another podcast I've talked about making amends, things like that. And yeah, you know, forgive and forget, move on. A lot of people won't do that, but you know what? They, they got to deal with shit their own way. So let them figure it out. You did your part. So life goes on, learn to forgive and forget and make peace with things. Make peace with uh, people in your past. I don't mean to repeat myself a lot, but I just, uh, sometimes I do, forgive me, but you know, um, that's life, it's cyclical. So just have to get a roll with it. Um, I, you know, read books, you know, um, that's another thing. Like these kids, I see these kids nowadays uh, going to school and maybe these teenage girls between 10 and 15 years old they all have the same outfits on no purse but they got an iPhone they damn sure got that iPhone and every five seconds they're looking at their phones like well, what are you who, are you, who are you talking to who, what could you possibly be going on right now that's so important every five ten seconds you got to look at your phone but I get it they're young they don't know they're still it's still a new dawn to all of them so it's uh you know we didn't, but we didn't have that back then. Nobody did. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine carrying around one of those old phones? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> T text? What the hell is that? <laughs> no, but uh, what is Snapchat? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. Is just, you know, I don't, sometimes I wonder if these kids are really learning anything. Because they got that damn phone everywhere. They got TikTok. They got Snapchat. Who knows, man? But that you know what? I don't have kids, so I can't really speak to that. But I, part of me feels like they're not really learning a whole lot. Maybe they are. Maybe I'm wrong. But homeschooling—that's a different ball game. But um, that's just—I I don't know. If I were a teacher, I'd—I would make sure, make sure, damn sure they're going to listen to what I have to say, and I'm going to teach them everything I can about life. You know, life on the streets, man. You know, <laughs> but um, make sure they understand and can comprehend so but reading books i really feel like we should all read more you know um because that's that's where it's at like not 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 this um kindle or you know e-readers all that crap i'm talking about real hard hard books you know and just get diving right in and just you know soak up the knowledge experience it for yourself but talking about you know life and real life and things like that instagram you know I get it. We're, a lot of us are on Instagram. Um, to me, I feel like it is a good escape. It's, it's, it's a, it's an escape. Maybe not a good escape. It's an escape, but we can keep up with friends, people in our past. We haven't seen in a long time. Facebook does the same thing, which Facebook owns Instagram. But to me, I don't think Facebook, I mean, excuse me. I don't think Instagram it's, it's fake. It's all, it's not real life. Instagram is super fake. I think it's all competition. It's adult competition, especially at, you know, if you're in your late 30s, early 40s, between maybe 35 to 50, I think it's all competition. I mean, how many people are really going to remember the post you made back in 2020? I mean, are they going to really look back on that? I mean, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's a, it's a daily thing. I get it. But, like, what are we really accomplishing with it? I, I mean, I, I'm on there, too. I post some stupid stuff. I'm having some fun. We all do it, but is it really worth it? And I've kind of questioned that lately. Uh, I don't have any plans to get off of it, but I mean, it's just to me, it's like, it's for fun. I, I, I find it for as a, as a fun distraction.
but if I had kids, they wouldn't be on it. I tell you that right now. They would not have it. I would make sure of that. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't get them a smartphone. I would get them like a what are those jitterbug phones? It's a smartphone, but it doesn't have. It's not like an iPhone. It's just for emergency calls and texts. You know, that's how I feel it should be. But that, that's my opinion. You know, I'm not trying to tell anybody, hey, how, this is how you should do it. I'm not doing that at all. You do what you want with your kids. Your call. Excuse me. And. But I don't know. That I just feel like we're getting carried away with a lot of things with social media. Um, uh, not necessarily in a bad way, but these girls that are out there just posing, showing off their bodies for just just to get views and likes and all that. I mean, like, have we have we really turned a bad corner here? Hey, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of hot women out there. I'll check them out. I'm not gonna lie. I love it. I mean. This day and age, I mean, it's it's. I'm sure it's hard for a guy to actually say that. So because the way things are with certain, you know, with the, um, you know, you can't people can't even identify as a man or woman nowadays. But I tell you what, my name is Captain Cambino. I identify as a man, and I love looking at women half naked or, or naked. That's here we are. You heard me right here. So I'm just saying, <laughs> what guy wouldn't like that, right? But yeah, it's out there. It's in our face every day. But um, I think it's important to uh, you know take the time every now and then to turn it off. I don't. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody needs a break. But I just I don't think we should be teaching our kids that. And I'm not and I'm not saying they are or people are or anything. But like kids shouldn't be exposed to that. Kids should. Um, I mean, I didn't know anything about that stuff growing up. If it mean growing up, the closest thing was Playboy magazine or Hustler and. You know, that's, that's all we saw, or even Cinemax Friday Night After Dark. So, <laughs> But um, that's the closest thing we had. But we didn't go around promoting it or anything. But that this day and age, the girls, the way they dress, and the, I mean, the, just to get views on their Instagram, you know, hey, it's competition. That's all it is, is competition. So do, they do, do, do what you got to do. I'm not against it, but I just feel like sometimes we need to kind of halt the break, stop pump the brakes a little bit, you know what, should I really be doing this, so, but hey, you know, just, we're just, we're just shooting the breeze here at the cabana, so it's, uh, we're just entertainment therapy, we're just talking about whatever, so that's, that's what the podcast is, it's whatever, so I do, I do have Instagram, at Captain Cambino, by the way, but I do feel it's fake, I don't think it's real life, I feel like it's just, you know, just daily, Daily shit, you know, just stuff to keep up with the, keeping up with the Joneses. Again, competition. So, I get it, you know. Um, but I like posting stuff out there that makes me feel good. So, like, I, if I don't, you know, doesn't please everybody, I get it. Not everybody's going to know what the stuff I'm, I post about. Like yesterday, Hulk Hogan, my childhood hero. He turned 70 years old. Happy birthday, Hulkster. Captain loves you. Thank you for all the memories, everything. So, and, you know, I, I did a little tribute to Hulk Hogan. A lot of people today don't even know who Hulk Hogan is. That's fine. You know, I grew up, I'm thankful I grew up in the generation I did. I was talking to some friends the other day. We had a phenomenal childhood. And I thank my parents every day for that. We had a freaking awesome childhood. And I'm not talking about just toys and Saturday morning cartoons or anything like that. Sports, you name it, wrestling. We had it all. The movies. I mean, you. I couldn't have, I'm so glad I grew up in that era. And yeah, there, there are times I have to think about that to bring me back down to earth to realize, you know what, you had a damn good life. And, you know, it's not going to be perfect. And you may think that you regret things here and there. And, I, and this is what I struggle with. I may, you know, may have regrets. Everybody's going to have regrets. But you know what? You had a damn good life. Every time I see a picture of Hulk Hogan, Body Slam, and Andre the Giant, there's that meme goes around and says, if you remember this match, you had a freaking awesome childhood. It's true. It's damn true. And we did. Like Pee Wee Herman, rest in peace. Paul Rubens passed away the last week and a half ago. 70 years old with cancer. And you know what? He looked healthy to me. But, you know, we don't know what people are going through. But I tell you what, I remember Pee Wee's Big Adventure when I was a kid. I remember Pee Wee's Playhouse. I watched that show. I loved it. I had the toys. I don't care. I loved that blue chair, Cherry. I mean, that was... That theme, opening theme song was phenomenal. We used to watch, I remember AJ Kayami, we used to spend the night at my house or his house all the time. We'd wake up, we'd watch 
Ninja Turtles, we watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Pee Wee's Playhouse, and then we watch Superman, Garfield, you name it. We watched it all. And, uh, I mean, I got all those old TV show theme songs on my iPod. Man, I listen to that shit all the time. And you know what? I don't care if it's not current. Big deal. I can't keep up with all the artists today. I don't even know what Taylor Swift sings. I mean, um, well, I mean, I, I think uh, Shake It Off is the only one I know of because um, I remember listening to it with some girls one night. I th- you know, I just know this like one that one part of the song, but that's it. I don't know any other songs from Taylor Swift. I'm not a Swifty. Nothing against her, but I just don't care to listen to what she has to say. That's, I mean, it's just not my style. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. She's she's living. She's making millions. She don't need she don't need Captain Cambino to care what what he says about her. So, <laughs> but. You know, I just, I'm very thankful for my childhood, very thankful for the experiences, and, you know, I remember trading uh, Ninja Turtles action figures with Shelby Rayburn. I had a bunch of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figures, and I traded him, traded a bunch to Shelby Rayburn for He-Man figures, because there's a lot of He-Man figures I didn't have. I had enough with the Ninja Turtles, it's like, I want He-Man back. So, I mean, like, and I did, and everybody thought I was stupid, because Ninja Turtles was current, it was hot. He-Man was already gone. I was like, I don't care. It's He-Man. Skeletor is my favorite villain of all time. I mean, like, the guy every day is trying his best to beat He-Man and to have all his power, and he fails every single time. But that's the moral of the story, is good will always triumph over evil. But Skeletor, he, you know, he, he would always make it interesting. But he had all these idiots around him, so he's like, he couldn't, he could never get over that hump. It's like... And then there's also a meme out there where he's he's saying something like, I'll never give up, or this, he'll do like a quote or something, and then he'll run away. He says, until next time, E-Man. <laughs> and it is, it was always the next time, but he was, he was funny. So Skeletor, I have a Skeletor little figure here in my apartment and in my office. I mean, like, it's just Skeletor is my favorite villain because <laughs> he never gave up. And that, that's the thing. Even though he failed, he never gave up. And that's what, I, that's what the moral of He-Man is uh, good versus evil. But they kept it at a good, you know, um, kept it at a good medium. And that's what my parents always let me watch He-Man growing up because they always had a moral to the story. And G.I. Joe. Uh, at the end of every He-Man episode, he would talk about some of the characters He-Man or Orko, Men-at-Arms, would talk about hey, this may be cool, but it's not worth it. We talk about drugs or stealing or cheating or uh, getting yourself into a situation you shouldn't be in. That's what was great about it is it taught kids something. Kids would get something from it. That's what I feel like is missing today, obviously. G.I. Joe would do the same thing, um, you know, similar to He-Man, similar situations, but one of the main characters would come through and say, hey, don't do that. That's not cool. It says, whoa, it's roadblock, you know. Or it's gung-ho. And, you know, and they would tell them, like, hey, you know, this is going to make you cool. And they're like, you're right. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. It's just awesome. You know, that stuff, it sticks with you, man. And I tell you what, no matter what happens, they can never take that away from you. The stuff you experience, I don't care what happens, the, the state of this country, if they try to change shit, they try to come after us somehow, you can never take that away from us ever so uh all you people that are anti against this the united states of america kiss my ass that's all i'm gonna say sorry went off a little tangent there forgive me so but that's what it is there cabana we talk speak our mind and just have some fun roll with it so that that's how i feel about my childhood you know i just i feel like if you got a message out of it if you got something positive out of it then you know everything's gonna be fine and to me I wake up every day I'm like you know what that feels like forever ago I mean really and <clears throat> excuse me I'm, I mean, I'm 44 I remember the things I did when I was 14 I mean 30 years yeah I mean I was in seventh seventh grade yeah so I had a crush on Leslie Laverne and never had a chance but I tried but I mean I was a gentleman and I know I'm jumping around here, but again, I guess the season finale, whatever. We'll see what happens. Just roll with it. <laughs> Keep rolling, cameras. Go. <laughs> oh, excuse me. But, uh, you know, 
<laughs> you live and learn. And I was, you know, another thing about high school, graduating high school, I didn't have a damn clue what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to play college football. And I busted my ass until I got injured my junior year. I mean, it doesn't mean I, I mean, I kept going after that. It's not like I stopped after I got hurt, but I mean, I just, it, it, it made a, it was a big time change. It was, it was one of those, it's like, you know what, this is going to affect your life. And it did. It still does. My back injury is still there. It hurts. Uh, I've rehabbed it, but, um, it's, it's, it's gotten better, but it's not the same. Um, you know, it's, you don't think stuff like that 26, seven years ago is going to affect you, but no, it does. Um, so that when you're a kid, you just don't think about that stuff. Uh, I mean, I remember my, I was senior year football, and I was terrible. My back, my back was fine, but I had I, I was a little bit slower because I had to wear more equipment, wear more padding and braces, and you know, it's just like shit. You know, it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin out there playing football. You know, when he wrestled, he had all these knee braces and all this stuff. He had so much, in, like Dan Marino playing, he had all this like robotic equipment it was like the scars of time you know that's what happens when you're trying to be the best player out there you you do what you can to make sure you're protected and healthy but yeah ankle braces knee braces back braces you name it <laughs> but yeah it, it it all adds up in the end and um forgive me i know i'm jumping around here on topic to topic but just saying what i feel um, but yeah, it's, I, I wanted to play college football. I had an opportunity to play college football at Bellhaven college in Jackson, Mississippi. And, um, I remember taking a visit with my mom. This is 25 years ago. And we drove down there, beautiful campus, very old. And I just didn't, you know, it was very expensive. So I didn't know if it was going to, I kept thinking about that and my parents and, you know, I probably never told my parents that, but. You know, I, I did. I was thinking about it, and I was just like, you know what? I don't know if I want to do this or not. And but then my back injury, and then my ACT scores were crap. You know, I never understood that crap. That stuff prevents you from getting into a good school. It's just a joke. You know, and I mean, I got I got my MBA from Harding University. That's a very prestigious college, and it's just as equivalent as Bellhaven. So for them not to tell me I can't go there, that's bullshit. But you know what? Things happen for a reason. And that's another, I am a big believer in that. I remember, you know, Jonathan Kent telling Clark Kent growing up, says you were sent to this planet for a reason. We don't know what it is yet, but we'll find out. And that's, you know, we may, we still may not know. And it just, it, maybe it comes at a time when we least expect it, obviously. Like my dad always, always tells me about women. You know, dating is crazy, but... It'll happen when you least expect it. The right, the right one will come along when you least expect it. Well, I mean, yeah, I agree. Um, but I was always, I was like, am I still not supposed to talk to women? I'm very, you know, ask them out. He goes, no, ask them out all you want. Fail, make it, make it. If it doesn't work out, so what? Keep going. But it'll happen when you least expect it. And that's, you know, dating sucks, and especially around here, geez. But you know. It's 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 not easy. It's not it's hard to find the right one. And you know, if I have to go on single the rest of my life, so what? I don't care. I'm fine with it. Uh, life is too short to worry about shit like that. And freedom is important. And I like my freedom. So, and we'll. Um, but hey, you never know. Also, also, best of luck to my buddy Sam Craig. I just want to wish you the best of luck, man. Uh, good luck to you and Sarah out in Colorado. I hope you make it happen, man. Good luck to you. I just wanted to tell you that. So, um, but yeah, you know, like going back to the college football thing. Yeah, I, I did. I wanted to play football. My junior year, um, after my back injury, spring of 97, I remember, uh, Signing up for this, signing up for Tommy Tuberville football camp, and doing all that, and trying to get back into shape. And I remember I didn't get an award. You know, it was Christmas, uh, not Christmas, but uh, December of '96, like early December. And they had given out the awards for football that year, and I didn't get one. And I was on the starting offensive line, and it's like every player on offense got one except for myself and Ernie Die. And 
we were we were we started every game that year, and we didn't get an award. And he didn't care about it. I did. It bothered me because I was like, you know, I had a hell of a season. My junior year was my best season, and, and you know, we made the playoffs, and but we lost in the first round. But I, after, as soon as it was over, like two weeks later, I'm out, I'm back out there hitting the sled because I knew I had one more year left. It's like this is it. And some of the guys on the team thought I was stupid for doing it. I was like, I didn't care. I didn't. I was my own my own pace, and I wanted to do it my own my own way. Uh, and I did. I was out there hitting the sled, and I was just getting ready. You know, I mean, even though it was December of '96, you know, we had so much. We had a long way to go before football season started up. But I did it. I didn't care. I wanted to get out there and get after it because I was, I was a little pissed off. I didn't get an award. But you know, that stuff motivates you. And I'm, I'm gonna let this is another thing I've never said before. But I'm gonna go ahead and say it on the cabana. Um, it, it bothers me. And, and again, life is about choices. You know. Um, Choices can, man, make or break you. They, they can, they can make everything. You know, it, it's a big deal. And the, the, I mean, it's not like it's the craziest choice, but it was. It affected me. There's no doubt. It still does. Um, summer of '97. Uh, I remember working out, headed home. Um, had a Ford truck. You know, it was like a, it was like a, a Ford. Uh, Oh gosh, I don't even know what uh, what even they would call the the, the trucks they had, but uh, it was a good Ford truck anyway. I loved it. But um, I remember going and stopping to get a movie one day, uh, Road Runner Video in Batesville, Mississippi. Um, anyway, I was just stopping to get a movie. I used to bootleg a lot of movies, you know, and make copies of them. And I remember seeing this guy who I was in the same class with. His name was uh, Trip Williams. You know. Um, didn't think much of it, but he made he, he made fun of me that day, and he was just like, "That's all you do, man. That's all you do is go rent movies and go home and watch movies. Watch come hang out sometime." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, well." And then you know, it, I kind of put up a fight. I was just like, "Man, uh, that's not true. You know all this. And, oh, you don't know me." But you know, it 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 bothered me a little bit because I I wasn't, a, you know, not like the girls were knocking down the door to talk to me, you know. But I was just Cambino. I was just the, the good guy that liked football and decent at school, you know, but didn't know what he wanted to do in life. So I remember hanging out with him that summer, and things just kind of went a different direction. I started to really not give a shit about things, certain things, and my attitude shifted, and my, my dad noticed it, and it was just one of those things. It's like I, I just I wasn't proud of that decision. And I have no beef with the guy now. I don't talk to him anymore, but, I mean, nothing personal. We're just, we're just you know, don't have anything to say to each other. You know, he, he's got his life. I got mine. But, yeah, it cost me. I think it cost me a lot my senior year. I wasn't as focused. And uh, it's, it's amazing how somebody you hang out with can influence a lot of things, you know. And it's not like we were, you know, getting in trouble, going to jail, doing drugs or anything like that. We just, we just were – it was just disrespectful. And that's not right. And I was, uh, I kind of half-assed thing my senior, half-assed life my senior year, and it just it cost me. So yeah, I uh, I admitted it. I don't I don't like talking about it a lot, but um, you know that's you live and learn. So uh, yeah, I had a chance to play college football, and I probably probably could have if I had not spent a lot of time with a certain person, thinking I was cool or trying to hang out and get girls or thinking I was that was going to happen so if I had just been myself as I always had been everything would have been fine and I'm not saying it would have been fine or it would have been perfect I, I may not have made it anywhere I may have you know who knows I'm just saying like if I had but if I had stayed on the course stayed on the right path I think it would have made a difference absolutely a positive difference but you know what it didn't uh, I made that decision and you know that's on me so but anyway, uh, I, you know, nothing personal against Trip Williams, but you know, it just wasn't the wasn't the best decision. But again, I, you know, got no beef with him. Uh, I hope I wish him the best of luck, whatever he's doing. But um, he has a great family too, so I wish them all the best of luck. They're nice people. But you know, it just 
I just wish things would have been different. I probably would have read. I probably would have redone that segment in my life, you know, because that just that was just stupid decision, you know. I should have just been myself and stuck to football, and I probably would have had a better senior year. But anyway, that's life. You know, we all go through that. We all make decisions that we realize, like, man, what were you thinking, you know? And it happens. So anyway, that's uh, something I wanted to get off my chest right there. I wanted to thank, uh, real quick, another one of our other sponsors. Um, and they don't know this. I'm just going to throw it out there, but I figured he'd appreciate it. But uh, James Reed and his uh, 2023 Metallica Entourage Tour. So <laughs> my buddy James Reed, I'm telling you, that guy will travel to Canada to go see a Metallica concert. That's how much he loves Metallica. <laughs> I mean, that guy loves Metallica. <laughs> I remember one time he called me and said, I'm driving to Wisconsin, man. I'm like, what's in Wisconsin? I'm going to Metallica concert. I was like, damn. But yeah, anyway, the 2023 Metallica Entourage Tour with James Reed. It's it's in full swing, baby. <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, so that's, uh, I'm going to throw that out there. But anyway, uh, that's how I feel about certain things with, you know, decisions you make in life. It, uh, you do it to yourself and you got to live with the consequences. You got to handle it like a man and just deal with it. You know, that's all you can do. Uh, okay. Back to school, back to school movies. Here we are. Let's get to the meat of it. So, um, this is, this is just my take on it. You know, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to miss, um, miss a few ones here and there, but, um, you know, that's that's on me. So forgive me if there's some I, I don't get. And I'm sure my buddies that, uh, that are close to me that know are going to say, like, man, why didn't you, why didn't you include that one? It's like, I know, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. So, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, back to school, one of my favorite times of the year, you got football season, fresh start, you know, and that's where we are. So first of all, one of my favorites of all time, back to school, Rodney Dangerfield, Robert Downey Jr., Sally Kellerman, uh, just a great, great film. Um, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, William Zabka from Karate Kid is in it. I mean, he's just such a prick. But uh, Roddy Dangerfield wants to go back to school because his son is not making it, so he's trying to help him out. It's just that they all love him at school. It's uh, Grand Lakes University, just such a great movie. Uh, football, rest, uh, swim team, you know, it's all, it's all there. And... <laughs> If you like the Karate Kid and you know uh, William Zabka, the character from Cobra Kai, you'll appreciate it. So, <laughs> Back to School came out in 1986. Just a classic. Um, <laughs> oh, I love three girls at once. If I fall asleep, they'll have each other to talk to. <laughs> and when he's in, he's in a class for the first day and he sees Sally Kellerman and she sings, a, she's, she, she quote, quotes a poet, a poetry um, line or something. And he gets up and he starts, yes, yes. And the class is like laughing. And then uh, she's writing stuff on the board. He goes, oh, wow, what a woman. And his son goes, dad, she is the teacher. He goes, I know, I like teachers. You do something wrong, make you do it over. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. Rodney Dangerfield, I'm telling you. Check it out. Revenge of the Nerds came out in 1984. One of my favorites of all time. College movie. Uh, about the nerds uh, and dealing with the alpha betas, the football players, the jocks, and the nerds, you know, the nerd going at Lewis, the main nerd, goes after Betty, the hot cheerleader. It's just vintage. Uh, filmed at the University of Arizona and uh, called Adams College. <laughs> but um, just just classic. You can't beat Revenge of the Nerds. Um, one, of the, one of the funniest movies of all time, so no doubt. Uh, of course, you got Weird Science. You got all the John Hughes movies. We'll get to those. Weird Science. Uh, again, I know I've mentioned before, like Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Breakfast Club, Some Kind of Wonderful, Pretty in Pink, Uncle Buck. I wonder if they all were like at the same school. I mean, like what if they were like, it was different, different. It, think of it as like a giant All My Children episode, you know, and <laughs> where it was different sides of the school and their lives and what they were all going through. You got the dramatic side of Pretty in Pink, some kind of wonderful. You got the comedy side of Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Breakfast Club. And you've got the 
nerd side and weird science <laughs> and 16 candles i mean come on <laughs> that would have been great they did like a some kind of compilation somebody should do that somewhere anyway weird science good stuff great back great school movie not nearly a back, a back to school movie but it's a school movie fast times ridgemont high um technically that yeah, is back to school because they they talk about that when they the, the um uh, the, the scene with uh, Pat Benatar. Everybody's got the Pat Benatar look. So, <laughs> But uh, Nicolas Cage is in it, Judge Reinhold, uh, Sean Penn, Anthony Edwards, a lot of uh, young actors in that one. So I actually met Judge Reinhold, so it's a, a great guy and a great movie. So, sir, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kick, kick 100% of your ass. <laughs> Raised on the radio. Great soundtrack. So... Uh, Revenge of the Nerds and Back to School has a great soundtracks as well. So Weird Science, can't, uh, great stuff. Danny Elfman, Oingo Boingo. Uh, Risky Business, Tom Cruise, 1983. Looks like University of Illinois. So uh, he's having that party and he, his mom only cares about that damn whatever that is on the on the mantle. But great movie. Um, I can't do it tomorrow. i got to trick midterm tomorrow. Uh, but I like the scene where uh, uh, the actor that plays Booger from Revenge of the Nerds is in it. Um, and he says, sometimes you just got to say what the fuck. If you can't say it, you can't do it. And I cannot remember his name. Of all, I don't know why I can't remember his name. Um, it's killing me now. You know what? I've got to look it up. So, <laughs> um, Revenge of the Nerds. His name was Dudley Dawson in the movie, in the movie, but the actor, Curtis Armstrong, he was also in Van Wilder, so forgive me of that little delay there. Just got excited. Uh, Risky Business is great. Check that out. Um, just one of the guys. It's um, I guess um, nowadays a lot of people may like this or get offended, but whatever. But. Um, William Zabka is also in it. He's a he's another one of those bullies, and, um, just classic and <laughs> all balls itch. It's a fact. <laughs> so yeah, just one of the guys. I remember when I worked at Best Buy, we'd have like every Sunday there'd be like a DVD sale of some kind, like really good movies that were always low price, like four ninety nine or or less. Not kidding. Just one of the guys was always on that rack. And every, every week, I was like, man, this thing's on sale again. It's like <laughs> but um, anyway, just one of the guys. It's a great uh, school prom movie, so check that out. Teen Wolf, you can't go wrong with Teen Wolf, Michael J. Fox. Uh, Coach, we can win this. We don't need the wolf. <laughs> great game there, Scotty. Um, never play cards with the guys. Got the first name, last name, first name is a city. <laughs> never go. What did he say about the girls with the tattoo? Or never never go out with a woman that has a t tattoo of, with a dagger on her, on her arm. And, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> never get less than 10 hours of sleep. You stay by that, you'll be cream cheese. <laughs> the coach in Teen Wolf was great. So, yeah, good stuff, Teen Wolf. Uh, Lean on me. You know, I actually, I enjoyed this one. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Um, one of the first movies I think I ever saw with Morgan Freeman lean on me and I, I think it's a great movie and you know just what those kids went through but it's a good you know uh, heartfelt movie and the way he fights for those kids and you know getting to be able to pass the test and and yeah but I just it's it's a good it's still an 80s movie so I love it so lean on me is a good one check that out of course you got better off dead John Cusack scheme you know the k-12 Curtis Armstrong's also in that, Booger, and uh, I can't even get real drugs here. <laughs> Language lessons, important important words from a man who knows how to ski. But um, yeah, Better Off Dead, just the, the segments in that movie are just the, the final fight with Ricky. <laughs> you be advised, you be wise to do his mother says, Lane Meyer. Lucas, Lucas with Corey, Corey Feldman, excuse me, Corey Haim was uh, probably one of the really good heartfelt football movies of the 80s. I loved it. Um, 
Carrie Green, Winona Ryder, Charlie Sheen were in it, and uh, just a good movie. You know, he's he feels left out, and he wants to be popular because when school starts back, like summertime, he hung out with Maggie, which is Carrie Carrie Green character. He hung out with her, and then school starts back, he's nobody again, and he's trying to fill that void, and he wants to play football. So it's really it's a really good story. Uh, he he didn't back down. That's what I like about it. I love Can't Buy Me Love. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm not as up-to-date with it with a lot of other movies as I should be, but Patrick Dempsey pulls off a good role in that one. I like the ending when he fights for his friend because uh, when, when they were kids, they were all friends, but when they get older, they, you got the cool side, you got the, the nerds, you know, and he, it's a really cool like coming-of-age type movie. Uh, Can't Buy Me Love, 1987. Three O'Clock High is a awesome movie uh the whole movie is based on jerry mitchell's experience in that one day at school the character the actor excuse me casey zamasco was the actor in back to the future that wore the 3d sunglasses the whole time <laughs> that's him so if you go to back to the future the one that has this 3d sunglasses is casey zamasco the actor in three o'clock high three o'clock high is highly underrated it's a, a story about this kid that comes to school. He's new at school, but everybody knows about him. His name is Buddy Ravel. Buddy Ravel shows up. It's Richard Tyson's the actor. He was the villain in Kindergarten Cop. And he shows up to school. He doesn't like to be touched. You touch him, he's going to you know, beat you up. Whatever. It's just a, oh, man. It's, it's a great movie. Well, they want to do a school report on him in the, in the school paper. So Jerry Mitchell gets assigned to it, and he... You know, he ends up touching him. They're going to fight at 3 o'clock. So the whole movie is based on that whole day at school and how he's trying to get out of it. It's really great stuff. And uh, it, you feel like it would be a John Hughes movie, but it's not. It's just, But it's one of those very underrated hidden gems of the 80s. And so he hires this guy to beat up Buddy Ravel for him. And he goes, hey, Buddy, you remember me? He goes, do I know you? And he says, we used to play football together. He goes, oh, yeah, right. You were the puss who always bled. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a great movie. If you check out Three O'clock High, I'm telling you right now. I mean that's a I'd start with that one. Just just I know I'm, I know I've said Back to School Revenge the Nerds, but watch Three O'clock High. You'll love it. Uh, Some kind of wonderful is another John Hughes movie, kind of school related. You know, other side of the tracks, guy and girl going after the girl that's other side of the, you know, the high class, you know, kind of, a, it's basically a reverse of Pretty in Pink, another one of my John Hughes favorites, total reverse of Pretty in Pink, where Molly Ringwald is the hot girl on the wrong side of the tracks and wants to go after the hot guy who's rich, or some kind of wonderful is the good looking guy on the wrong side of the tracks goes after the hot girl who's on the rich upper echelon but she's only there because she's hanging out with rich friends. So it's, it's kind of little twist here and there, but uh, that's the same, same wavelength as Pretty in Pink is some kind of wonderful. Still a great back to school movie. When uh, he says, wow, I didn't know Jens lived in a head house. Did you know Jens lived in a head house? I did because I don't see nothing but chicken shit. <laughs> uh, Stand and Deliver. Edward James Olmos, Lou Diamond Phillips, great movie about, you know, inner city kids learning and passing that calculus exam, the state test, really good, very inspiring. Um, true story, actually. So, uh, stand and deliver, uh, good stuff, check that out. Um, came out in eight, 1988. Of course, you got Back to the Future. I mean, you can't beat that. Even it is, uh, most of it's at school, but... The, the Enchantment Under the Sea Dance. I almost said Fish Under the Sea Dance. <laughs> but Back to the Future, hands down, all-time classic. We all know that. I actually like the Brady Bunch movie. I know this sounds nuts, but it's actually funny. The way they make fun of everything and they spoof it. They're all in the set, stuck in the 70s, but they're in school in the 90s. It's funny. You know, it really is. Um, <laughs> he's taking Marsha, Doug... He goes to pick up Marsha. Hi, I'm Doug. And the dad, Mike Brady, looks at him and goes, Marsha's date. Oh, yeah, the big man on campus. Come on in, Doug. And <laughs> so when it's when Marsha has the nose when she got hit by the football, and uh, he's, Doug sees it, and 
Marsha goes, I suppose you don't want to go out with me now. And Doug goes, oh, of course I do. It's not your nose I'm after. And then the parents look at each other. That's a fine boy he's got there. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, Doug, how about you? Do you have protection? Oh, yes, ma'am. Assorted colors and textures. Good for you. <laughs> she was talking about a raincoat. <laughs> but anyway, Brady Bunch movie's funny. So check that out. Johnny Be Good is another great back-to-school football movie. Um, I know I'll mention that in a different podcast, but Anthony Michael Hall, Robert Downey Jr., Paul Gleason, rest in peace. That guy was like the epitome of the 80s. He had so many roles in different 80s movies. He was the head coach, the football coach in Johnny Be Good. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. at the beginning, do you want it? I, 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 I do. <laughs> it's funny to see him so young back then and then see him as Iron Man. Just weird, you know, but Robert Downey Jr. is great in Johnny B. Good, so check that out. I think that was one of Uma Thurman's early roles, too. That came out, I think, 1990 or 80, 89, maybe, excuse me. Um, Necessary Roughness, another great school. Texas State fighting armadillos, football movie. Paul Blake comes back to college. He's 34 years old as a freshman. Just a great, great film. Um, it, Robert Loja, one of the coaches, Hector Elizondo, Sinbad's in it. Great, great movie. Back to school, college, you know, football tryouts. This is Chuck Niederman, the voice of the Fighting Armadillos. Report to the gymnasium at 3 o'clock today for open football tryouts. <laughs> hey, uh, Bailey Walker, this is for you. You guys call yourselves armadillos? Move it, you worthless piece of sadistic slime. Screw you. <laughs> There's a scene where Sarge is one of the, he's trying out for the team and he's, he's been in the military and he's so fired up. It's like, he's like a character from Full Metal Jacket, I'm telling you. So, <laughs> round right, 22 trap. Whoa, shit, we just ran that. It's like, been looking for that one, soldier. They haven't seen it yet because they can't get the playoff because they, they have no offensive line. Anyway, great, great comedy movie. It's like, think of Major League as a football movie. So, basically. Uh, the Karate Kid, Can't Go Wrong, 1984, Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, rest in peace, um, William Zabka, Cobra Kai, uh, great end of summer, back to school movie, The the Flow, and it goes through December, but just a, every day, just a struggle for Daniel, and there's always been a debate that Daniel was the real bully from this movie, all the way into Cobra Kai, which is going into the final season this year. So it's just a really great story. Uh, Pat Morita nails it as Miyagi. The, the documentary on this movie is phenomenal. The, the making of it is just great. Uh, John Kreese, character played by Martin Cove. Awesome. You know, um, just a great film. Good back-to-school movie. The Karate Kid. Elizabeth Shue, fantastic. Of course, you got One Crazy Summer. It's, it's technically graduation in through summer, but it came out about 37 years ago this week. So one crazy summer, technically it's a summer past school, but it's one of my favorites. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. John Cusack, Demi Moore, Bobcat Goldthwait, check it out. Amazing, funny movie filmed in Nantucket, one crazy summer. Got a few more here. School Ties came out in 1992, based on the 50s prep school with Brendan Fraser, very young Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Chris O'Donnell. Great film, but more of a persecution type movie because he was a Jewish, but he was, it was football, back to school, but he tried to hide it because he just wanted to get through his senior year so he could get to Harvard. But it's a really great story about uh, how people can be evil and when they find out the true nature of things. But still, great movie, if you, you know, very young, Jason Bourne and Batman and Chris O'Donnell, Robin. But Brendan Fraser, that was he was the peak of the 90s right there. So anyway, school ties, good one. Making the Grade is a very another one that's very underrated. Came out before The Breakfast Club about a year before. Filmed in Memphis uh, with uh, Judd Nelson. And he's trying to pose as another student to get into um, to get into this school. And I don't know all the details. I haven't seen it in a while. Like I said, it was kind of underrated. About, about on the level of uh, 3 o'clock high. But filmed in Memphis at Rhodes College called Making the Grade. It, it's, 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 it's a nice spoof. It's one scene's at the Peabody. 
So check it out. Making the Grade, 1984 with Judd Nelson. Um, the coach in the movie is the coat is the cable man from Seinfeld when he's trying to track down Kramer because he's getting free cable. <laughs> and uh, anyway, um, of course, you got Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which is technically not a back to school movie, but it's it's in school and it's, I mean, the hijinks is pulled off and back to in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You can't beat it. It's awesome. Great, great film. Uh, and two more just to close out. You got Varsity Blues. It's a great football back to school movie. Um, Amy Amy Smart, man, she was she was young in that one. James Vanderbeek, Mox, uh, just uh, John Voight pulls it off a great character, great coach. His performance in that movie, uh, I don't want your life, and <laughs> but loop de loop. <laughs> See that's a new tweeter tweeter end zone dance. <laughs> But Varsity Blues, and then, of course, not another team movie. They spoof everything, and which is phenomenal. So not another team movie. If you want good laughs all throughout, they do 80s, 90s movies. It's phenomenal. So great, great school movie there as well. So that's all I got on that one. But, you know, like I said, we could talk movies all day long, right? <laughs> I should have a movie, like, dedicated podcast. We'll never get anything done, right? <laughs> but, um it's, uh, I want to thank you for listening to the finale here for season one at Captain Cambino's Cabana. I will come back for season two. I don't know when. Working on that. Still got some things I got to work out. and I'll make some tweaks and some changes here and there. But I'm excited about it. And, you know, that's the thing about, like I said, about back to school, football season. It's that refresh, that reset, start over. Let's make it, make it good again. Make it, make it better than it was. And make yourself better than you were yesterday. No, not this live your best life shit. Live your life. Have fun. Enjoy it. Live it up. Have some and just see what happens. It's still summer. Go get crazy. Go do some cannonballs. Sometimes you got to let loose and do a cannonball. Do a belly flop for all I care. Go skinny dip and have some fun. You know, take your girl. Go to the go to the pond. Go get naked. Have some fun. Um, just don't drink any Bud Light, okay? So, <laughs> but um, enjoy it. Enjoy it while it lasts. It's summer. Uh, and just, you know, take life by the horns and just, just, run, just run with it. Like, like, profess, like uh, Paul Gleason's character, uh, Mr. Vernon in The Breakfast Club. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. But you know what? Sometimes you got to grab the horns. And, you know, if you get injured, so what? And forgive me, I know I'm going off a tangent here. I'm just excited and um, excited about life and ready for the next day, ready for what's around the corner, you know. Uh, we'll see what happens. You've been listening to Captain Cambino's Cabana on YouTube. Looking forward to the future, what's in store. We'll see what happens. I'm excited about it. So I hope everybody has a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the rest of summer. Get ready for football season. Let's get fired up. Let's get reset and recharge the batteries and get back out there. Get yourself up. Throw, get dirty. Throw yourself down. Dust yourself off and pick yourself up and throw yourself back down again. That's what George Costanza would do. <laughs> I have no confidence in you. You suck. I know. <laughs> You've been listening to Captain Cambino's Cabana. It's been a pleasure. Thank you again for all that's, that's taking the time to listen. I'm hoping to improve things every, all across the board soon, I promise. So bear with me. Like a, like a blind man in an orgy, I was gonna have to feel, I'm going to have to feel things out. Sorry, that's Leslie Nielsen and the Naked Gun. So <laughs> You've been listening to Captain Cambino's Cabana on YouTube. Thank you all. God bless. God bless America. Have fun, enjoy the rest of your summer, and go live life. Permission to come aboard.